What it do, CBC? Get ready for another Unplugged episode. And welcome to the CBC Unplugged. Today we are discussing Black people and Black spaces. Let's do it. Word. Yeet. Should we, should we define what we mean by that before we yes. get into the meat of the conversation? We should like, always operationalize our terms. Why are we here? We are here because, once again, the world is on its bullshit. <laughs> giving us another reason to just do our own goddamn thing but um, apparently we can't even do that apparently we can't even do that because then we gotta be politically correct which no we don't i was talking okay let me get to the point first we are here because <laughs> naomi osaka has been having problems with these white people lately when sis just wanted to relax and decompress after her games because she is the GOAT. And for some reason that has turned into an argument about whether or not she has to talk to the media when she has anxiety attacks or depressive episodes. Um, and so the argument is, is yes or no. And also the issue she's been having where um, we were talking about earlier that she wasn't Japanese enough for some things which we know that's code for she's too black yeah, to do certain things. Um, and then with Simone Biles, right? Yes. I know it's Biles and Childs. Yep. Um, yeah. All right. So Simone Biles, who has gone on record as saying I'm too good. Um, and that's why they want, they don't want me to be as good as I am. They want me to be like everybody else. Um, and she's absolutely right. And she said she's not going to stop being her good ass self, which good for her. Let's um, let's, let's be honest. She's the goat. Let's be honest. She's hundred percent. Yesterday, like she was up yesterday, you could tell she didn't even care in qualifiers because she was like, "I'm gonna get through qualifiers and I'm gonna go when it actually counts and I'm gonna fuck all y'all up." She is, and they're actively, and I agree with her in that they know that she's she's too good and they don't want her to basically upstage everybody because at this Olympics, the Olympic Committee actively planned to not give her as many difficulty points as she should rack up based on her moves and her skills. So she does, Gabby, uh, Gabby Douglas, wow. Hmm. Amazing goat, but not who we're talking about. Simone Biles. Another goat. Another goat, who we will probably get to. Um, she, her, the way she does her routines, she's so talented and so strong that she can go for really complex, really high difficulty sequences. Mm -hmm. So she does, and she fucking nails them, which is how she racks up the points that she does. Mm -hmm. But now they've started actively not giving her the points for the difficulty that she, that she actually does on, on the mat. So basically, they're like she's cheating the system. Basically, if you do something that nobody else can do, we're not going to give you above a certain number of points. Is what they told her. Mm -hmm. You can do so, all the hard shit. You can be better than everybody else, but that's not how they're going to grade you. Is what they told her. So all of this bullshit is must has must up some dust of, on a conversation that black people have had frequently. Um, in regards to whether or not we need to attempt to further integrate ourselves into, I mean, it's, it's white culture and I've never got it. Why? Because we're always the entertainment, like we do well. And it's always that, you know, well, black people are physically better and built for this shit. And, but we never get, it's not the same thing if it's like a white athlete, it's, oh, well, they worked really hard and it's talent. So we're always objectified in these spaces. And then people always want to pull some bullshit like what they've done with Naomi Osaka. Like if this was a white person, they would have been like, oh, poor thing, let her rest. She can come back and we can deal with this later. But not with black people. Like they was like, get your Negro ass back on that court. <laughs> and with this, the discussion on whether or not we need our own spaces in which nobody else is allowed. I'm done. So this this is just like a perfect example of them moving the goalposts. Uh, anytime we start to excel, they, they, they change the rules so that we have to work even harder. And I don't remember the name of that black ice skater, but does, tell me if anybody knows what I'm talking about. 
but she was a, an Olympian and she did this move where she would do a backflip cartwheel and land on one foot. And because nobody else could do that, they outlawed the move just because nobody else could do something that good. So mm, I don't think so. So I don't think that I don't think that was Gabby. This was like a long time ago. Um, there we go. Uh, let's see, Soraya Bonnelly. I think I'm saying that right. Um, but yeah, no, it's just and it, I I think about that anytime I see these like Black Olympians struggling, and I just I'm also at the point where it's kind of like, why are you even doing this? Why are why are any of you guys in the Olympics? I they just go make your own thing because anytime we try and join the white people it always gets it always just gets fucked up i'm done the reason that we keep doing it is because we as a people do not support each other we suck at supporting each other we suck at being black until black is oppressed that is the reason and it's really bad to say that but I mean, it's in all honesty, you will go to a store that sells a shirt for $5 and buy it. If your friend starts a t-shirt company and their shirt is $6, you're going to ask for a discount to bring it down to $5 because that's what it is. Now, I also on that topic, I don't like the fact that sometimes we as Black people also do overpriced things just to try to be up to a level or a standard that we're trying to reach on the white side instead of just making our own lane and letting it be what it's going to be but even taking it away from the olympics i don't remember the basketball player but he never liked to talk to the press after his games and it was put into the contract that he did had to talk to the press it was part of his job <laughs> to talk to the press so it's like yes I feel like a lot of your money and everything like that endorsements stuff like that comes from you being the face of something but how can you be the face of something that doesn't like you doesn't want you and no matter how hard you get your point and your person across it's still gonna be eh we don't want to I'm done. Major snaps for your first point, Darlisha, to the point that we we suck at being black. And it's not to that point. It's not just American black folks that are having this problem. Um, I forget. I think it was either track or like tennis team from an African country was accused of being transgender or having too much testosterone in their system and they're not they're not transgender they're not on supplements or anything they just produce more testosterone as one naturally does if you uh, do a lot of exercise and and black women do tend to have higher levels of testosterone just biologically speaking so it's literally they're finding reasons to your point chanel they're finding ways and reasons oh kitty they're, they're finding finding ways to move the goalposts like they're the the like i was talking about with simone biles that like they're actively choosing not to give her the points that she's earned they're also they're doing that so the other olympians don't hurt themselves trying to replicate her moves and rack up the points that she racks up which to me Ain't that the fucking point of the Olympics? Aren't you supposed to be topping each other? You're supposed to be doing even wilder shit than the last person came in and did. You're supposed to be doing that. So I don't understand why when somebody comes in and is the actual fucking goat, it's her job to dial it back and dilute herself so these white girls don't hurt themselves. Why is that her problem or responsibility? Why is that her penalty to bear that these people can't keep up? with her greatness. Why is that on her? I'm done. Yeah, yeah sis. Um, first of all, yeah. Um, all that. If you wanna be an average bitch, go play in the average bitch games. Like it's not my fault if you can't do what I do, okay? That doesn't mean that I'm doing too much. That means you're not doing enough, sis. All right, what did Cash Doll say? You doing too much. I said, so what ho, bitch, you ain't doing enough. Like. <laughs> let the church say yeah like i'm sorry that you're uh 
not good. I'm sorry that you suck ass. I'm sorry that you can only do things when you're doing it by stepping on the backs of other people and cheating. <laughs> Russia, China, dun, using dun, underage dun. people, doping your players just so you can compete. I'm sorry. You're not good enough, boo. And I'm not sorry for real, just in case that wasn't clear. Anyway, I wanted to, um, off, off the, the, the base of of the Olympics, because this is a very good example. Like Dana, you said, this is not just an American problem. This is something that requires multiple steps to fix because we are, we have these issues where we, uh, we stereotype each other internationally. Like we separate ourselves because, you know, I'm not like the English black people. I'm not like black people in the Caribbean. I'm not like in, in the West Indies, I'm not like black people in Africa, like we all different, like we pick at each other and Africans will say some shit about black people over here and we'll say some shit about black people in Africa and we go tit for tat, like we will find reasons to make ourselves feel superior to each other rather than being like, yo, um, we all great and we need to bind together because we're so caught up in trying to be like white people. Y'all need to be like white people. You need to be like black people. You need to be like you which is whatever version of yourself you are, like, just do that shit. Stop trying to fit in with these white people. You don't need them. Like, casual acquaintances out in public when you see them in those types of, like, integrated spaces is cool. But there's always a nice option to have somewhere where you can fall back on because I feel like we're the only group of people that don't have that. Like, other cultures have cultural centers around. And we have them too, but a lot of us don't know where, where they are. And the people that do go to those places are often like outliers and outsiders and people are looking at it sideways for, you know, buying black owned brands because mm -mm, girl, I got to have Tide and I got to have Clorox because that's the only thing that works for me. And you can't trust everybody. Y'all trusting Clorox and Tide. So you might want to think about that. Um, <clears throat> that just goes to the point that like, that's not the only thing they've done to exclude black people. We can't get along but they're still targeting us as one people. They're targeting black people. They're not targeting black Africans and black Amer and black Americans and Latino Afro Latinos. That's not what they're doing. They're targeting us all because they did the thing with the swim caps, knowing that black people have bigger hair and banning head caps for or the swimwear that were specially made for black people to be able to fit their hair into. For what reason? Because no athlete at that level needs that cap. It doesn't follow the natural shape of the head is what is the actual cited reason for why. It's fucking bullshit. Um, and then I just wanted to say to the point of us having our own spaces, it's not just that we don't support each other. It's that a lot of times, even when we succeed in making our own spaces, we have a hard time with being not politically correct and then we always play into it's kind of like a narcissistic argument from white people that well y'all didn't want us to exclude y'all but y'all are gonna go make your own spaces and then we compromise and we won't say well yeah this is for everybody but we won't say exclusively this is just for black people we deserve this space and it's safe for us and you're not allowed we won't do it We'll say, okay, well, it's open to everyone, but it's just for black people, but it's open to everyone. Stop doing that shit. It's not for you. No. Well, <laughs> to, to your point about that, honestly, I 100% agree with that, but honestly, I get it because we can agree it's bad to discriminate against people and we're better people than those people who actively discriminate against others. So we don't want to say we're not allowing anybody else in because that's fundamentally, that's wrong. Do we deserve our own spaces? Do we need our own spaces? Should we have our own spaces? Absolutely. But just on a principality, you know, we're taught that discrimination is wrong. So we want to be able to have a space that's open to everybody, but we can get the treatment that we deserve. The problem is when we open things up to everybody, we stop getting the we stop we stop um, getting the treatment that we that we're looking for when we enter our own spaces. We stop, um, you know. Oh, what am I? What words am I looking for? Because I don't want to say. Ah, 
we stop like maintaining our own communities when we let other people infiltrate them for the purpose of, you know, equality or, you know, allowing other people into our spaces into that point. Blurred con. Once again, Sydney, you are muted, honey. You, 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 you. <laughs> okay, into that point about Blurred Con. Um, I know I spoke to you all uh, earlier about how a white woman won the cosplay contest at Blurred Con this year. Um, for me, I feel like I have a lot of com- complicated feelings about this situation. First and foremost, um, because I believe that it's one of those black spaces that we were talking about. But the fact that the committee for Blurred Con said, okay, wait, first and foremost, this is not just a black space. While naming it a black space, one second. While naming it a, after a black space by naming it Blurred Con, which stands for Black Nerd, but then saying this is supposed to be something that embraces everyone, people with disabilities, people with LGBTQ+. It's supposed to encompass everyone, but you don't name it that. You name it something that makes it seem like it's a Black space or a predominantly or Black-only space, and then you allow other people not only just to attend, which is fine. If you want to attend, attend, but then also to participate in, in contests and take away opportunities from Black, in this instance, Black cosplayers, which have problems getting access to those opportunities at regular cons, in my opinion. Um, Excluding people or white people, I guess you can say, from black spaces is not necessarily discrimination. To me, we get more discrimination when we invite them into black spaces and then they speak uneducated on black topics because they now feel like they can say some shit about it. Go ahead, Shelby. All right, first of all, y'all, <clears throat> y'all can't see this, but I am fucking this, but this peach up, okay? We could see it. Shout out, not y'all. Shout out to my dad because uh, he drove down from New Jersey and stopped on the Eastern Shore and got these bad boys off the side of the road. And that's what you do in the country. Um, these beaches are phenomenal. Um, anyway, so first of all, um, I just think it's kind of weird that, not weird, I find it disrespectful that they took something like blurred con which you know i'm not really into cosplay um i'm not one of the cast members that really does that not that i wouldn't because i have ideas um but i feel like with stuff like that you were saying they did it and were like oh no we were being inclusive of everybody who is not a white man basically but they made it so inclusive that they were basically like you're not special and we don't care. We're gonna make it so inclusive that now everybody can do it again. And this means nothing. And to the points that Dana was making earlier <clears throat> with, you know, we're, we're taught that discrimination is bad. It's not discrimination. And I think that's where these arguments get, get muddied up. It's not fucking discrimination. That's not what it is. It's a boundary. Just like when you go to therapy and you know, you say, um, I don't know, I'm at work and people always want things and it feels like I'm doing everybody's job for them and I just need to get my stuff done by myself. I need no distractions. I need to be in my space so I can calm down and get what I need to get done, done. That's a boundary. I need you not in my space and you can't deny that white people are fucking stressful. It's not an argument. They're stressful and they're dangerous and like they provoke anxiety and anybody with any sort of sanity. Like, I don't cross the street when I see Black people because I don't feel unsafe. Well, I see two group, like a group of white men walking and looking at shit for too long. I'm going the other way. I don't trust white people. I just saw my friend the other day, like in, in the hood, when you hear the pop-up, you jokingly say is it fireworks or like a gun. If it's in a white area, I'm getting on the floor. I don't fucking trust white people. If I hear pop-pop, I'm hitting the floor. 
it's not trustworthy and that's halfway a joke but it's not it's not a joke especially in virginia beach um but yeah that's a boundary and i just thought that was important to put there it's not discrimination it is a boundary and we deserve somewhere to be where we don't have to worry about fucking white people coming and knock on the door or shooting people or saying but me too right because i grew up in the hood and all my friends are black so i should be allowed because i'm an insider no no the fuck you're not you're not it's a boundary i'm done i agree with you i agree with you societally but just principally speaking not allowing somebody into some place because they're white fundamentally speaking that is discrimination just like not allowing somebody into some place because they're black is discrimination now necessary absolutely because we do deserve spaces where we don't have to worry about things like prejudice or some white person getting uncomfortable and everybody in the room ending up in jail that day absolutely necessary which is i i agree with you societally speaking at this point it is it is a boundary and it's it's a necessary one one that we should allow ourselves to feel entitled to maintain without having to feel the the need or the desire really to make it exclusive like we have a blurred con because when you go to other conventions you're discriminated against as a cosplayer. You're discriminated against as a black nerd. That's why we created BlurredCon. So for you to take that, as a white woman, for you to take that, or I don't know how they identify, but as a white person, um, for you to take that and decide not only to focus um, the spotlight on yourself by, by winning the costume contest, but then to, to play the victim Thank you, Sydney, um, to play the victim afterwards. And I don't like the people who are defending her as in, you know, oh, you know, we want to be inclusive. We want to be inclusive. No, we don't have to be. This is our space that we created specifically so we didn't have to do that. That's why we created a separate convention. They have since, you know, an update on, the, on this, they have since chosen a new winner. Um, she did decide to step down and they did choose a new winner. I just saw that on their um, their Instagram today. They did choose a new winner and she is black. That being said, there had to be an uproar from people in order for that to happen. And I think she did step down of her own volition. So she she decided to give it up. It wasn't a decision by Blurred Con or, or, or you know, us. Mind in, if I add a quick note in here? So she stepped down on her own volition. She said she didn't recognize that it was invasion of space because her friends had encouraged her to enter into it. Just and because it's okay with some black people doesn't mean it's okay with all black people. Right. And she, she said she decided to enter, even though her personal feelings said, do not enter. She decided she was going to do it anyways. And then she ended up stepping down afterwards. Here's my thing. And I don't know if you want to call it ignorance. I don't know if you want to call it just blatant disregard. I put on it, put on my next statement the title of what you will. But my problem with that statement is if in your heart, in your mind, in your gut, in whatever part of your body, you felt it wasn't right, at that point, you shouldn't have done it. Because we have to always, as Black people, step back from situations that we may be encouraged to do, but we step back because we're like, we have the fear of if we do that, which you're telling us to do, we may get shot, killed, arrested, whatever. But you can do something that your friends encourage you to do and you do it because you have a certain form of privilege that allows you to do so. And the worst thing you get is this, I'm stepping down because I realized it wasn't wrong. I realized it wasn't right, even though I knew it wasn't right, but I was encouraged to do it. I don't she's stepping down, not because she knew it wasn't right. She's stepping down because she got bullied 
and got tired of getting like hate mail. I'm sorry, Shelby, for interrupt for going stepping on your toes, but I just had to say that because she keeps getting all this credit, like, oh, she stepped down so a black artist could have their day, and I'm like, fuck that hoe. No, she stepped down because she got tired of people hopping in her inbox, and that's and I get problem. that. My problem is you. Oh, I'm stepping down so a black person can have what they deserve. How stupid does that sentence sound? Like, I'm going to allow you the ability to shine. Bitch, we already shines. That's why you're here in the first place. She doesn't even go here. <laughs> like, you won't supposed to be here, ho. Like, this won't for you. And then to go back to the whole thing about if we keep, the, you know, people from coming in that aren't our skin tone, it's to the point, it's gotten to the point now where we have one or two options. We continue beating our head against the same wall, expecting a different result, which is insanity. Or we have to decide to go a different way. And that's not to say that we need to take everything in the world back to this is your black space, this is your white space, leave it alone. It's you're going to respect me if you don't. I'm going to make you respect me and I'm going to give you an example of respectability so that you can see that we're still that bitch will forever be that bitch and has always been that bitch like that that's where we have to go it's not separating everything and it's this is how we do things here if you don't like it take your narrow ass that way and be gone go to an island somewhere do whatever I don't care but we have to create a space where we are forcing them to say, if you want to come in, that's fine. Here's the rule book. Respect or be out. Okay, so yes. Um, and I mean, it sounds harsh, but I'm going to tell you why it's not. Um, I feel like we, I, we, we had this discussion before when said it i said it i feel like this shit is an illness it's an illness and it's an illness that it's not just uh one that white people have but it's they're the ones in power so they it has the most effect with them um that per the example of us having blurred con because black people were getting discriminated against in regular comic-con or con events um it's not that people said sorry we need to be more inclusive. Now can you do this and include other people? They didn't say sorry. They didn't acknowledge that they did anything wrong. They made it seem as if Black people were saying, we don't give a fuck about anybody else. Um, fuck y'all. We don't care about the LGBTQA plus community. Just Black people, just regular old ass Black people and left people to make assumptions about shit. And we keep having these nothing ass arguments when black people accept lgbtqa plus people for the most part and we had an episode on this um where we talked about how loud that minority is and the fact that other black people need to be better allies and shut shit down i don't care if it's your auntie or your uncle your mama and your daddy like you need to be shutting people down instead of being silent, because our problem is not that we don't accept other people, it's that we refuse to open our mouths and shut people down because we prescribe to the idea that the only way to get something is to be polite and nice and ask for it. Instead of just saying, okay, no, you're fucking wrong. You're wrong. And it's not an argument. And here's why you're wrong. And you can have your opinion, but I'm letting you know that your opinion is based on some bullshit because there are facts that show that you're wrong um which i just wanted to make it clear it, it's it's fine to say you need a space because if it was anybody else and we said hey we're jewish uh we have bar mitzvahs here's the rules if you um want to attend or this is our religion and here's the rules of our religion and our culture nobody's gonna say okay and what about atheists and what about uh christians unless you're a dick we're a culture. We are a group of people with our own culture and we deserve cultural spaces without interruption and without having to argue with people about our right to have it. And we'd be happier for it. I guarantee you, we would be happier for it. 
to what you were saying, Shelby, about being we've we've learned that the way to get things as black people is to be polite. I think that that was a survival technique for a long time. And we you were you're absolutely right. Being gay, being homosexual in any way never really used to be a problem for us until it became a societal issue and we had to learn to survive amongst the palm colored people. Um, it became something else basically that made us other. We were already other enough. So anything that deviated from the normative on top of being black was considered a problem. Again, uh, we, we had an episode about this where we discussed just how white people uh, changed the broader society's idea on yep. sexuality and gender identity. Uh, Y'all might want to go listen to it because thoughts were worth had and said and mm -hmm. and it's a good one um but i think we can add we can attest that like i said it's a, it's a survival mechanism and i think we can attest that to generational trauma like we've learned to be more submissive in white spaces because when we get aggressive when we get emotional when we get emphatic we get arrested or we get shot or we get kicked out and, and it's it's a it is a problem because like darlisha was saying I think it was Darlisha. I think it was you, Lisha. Um, like you were saying, we deserve, and like you were just saying, Shelby, we deserve to be able to be emphatic and be the goat if we are the goat without having to worry about um, being taken over by white space or, or, being, or being actively suppressed by white space. Whoever's next is, go for it. Oh, I thought you had two fingers up. Go ahead, Jesus. I do have two fingers up. I had one and I didn't see Jesus. So, so, so I think to Shelby's point of the fact that we should, as a people, have a space to call our own, you could almost make the argument that the reason why we're having these problems right now is because those spaces were, we had those spaces in a in a historical sense and they were stolen from us uh, they were take we were better way better way to put it we were taken from them uh, we it's hard as a people to be able to uh i don't even know what what uh correct wording i want to use for this one it's hard to have that cultural identity and it's hard to have that place of almost like a sense of home when you don't even know what the sense of home is. Take for, um, in a personal example, um, for those that don't know on the podcast, I am Puerto Rican and black. Okay. So when you, when I went and tried to do, <laughs> yeah, right. When I went to try and get my family tree done, try to get my, find out where, what part of Africa, my, my mom's side came from, what have you. I had a I had a dead end. I had a dead end at Papua New Guinea because it's the only Spanish-speaking African country on the um, on the continent. So there, you don't you don't know half of the history because it never was written down. You don't even know where to find it. And even if you do try to find it, it's either heavily degraded or heavily redacted. So it's one of those things where it's like, where do you start? Where do you start to find that culture, that, that safe space for your culture when you don't even know what your culture was, especially when the other half of your culture was taken over by the same, con the same uh, slavers and then brainwashed. This is a fight that I have with my parents all the time when it comes to Catholicism and the Puerto Rican uh, island. So, uh, hella atheist, what's up? <laughs> yeah, and my kind of jumping back for a second and then coming back forward from a personal experience I understand what it means to say that we're very submissive in our spaces that are relative to us when it comes to dealing with white people or other people that aren't people of color because I personally do it it wasn't until probably about four or five months ago that I made the conscious decision that I'm going to stop asking for permission, that I'm just going to go ahead and live my life and whatever comes of it comes of it. And if you're upset, then I may ask for forgiveness, depending on what we're talking about. 
And it it's to the, but that was how I was ingrained because of where I grew up, who I grew up around having, you know, your teachers and everything because you're a person of color tell you that you're not going to do anything. I had an English teacher specifically when we were applying for colleges, ask me directly to my face, did I qualify for the universities that I applied for? Mind you, I got into every last one of them, not to brag, but it's the point of at that point in time, I said, you know what, maybe she's right. Okay, well, maybe I should tread lightly. Maybe I should change my tone. Maybe I should appear a certain way so that I can make sure that I fit in and I get into things that are seen as highly favored. But why was it a problem that I applied to an HBCU? It doesn't matter. Why does it apply? Uh, why does it matter that I applied to a PWI? Like, at what point is it whatever is right for me is right for me? And if you don't like it, you either don't like it or you don't like me. Which one is it? Because you don't care about anybody else making a, these types of decisions or anybody else trying to perfect their craft is going back to the Olympics and everything like that. You only care when I do it. So is it me or is it the thing? That is that that's where it is. On a side note, I definitely believe that we should have a conversation about high school counseling and being black. I think I was really lucky to have black counselors. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I had a white uh, white male counselor and he I wanted to go to JMU for engineering. Mm -hmm. And he actually lied to me and told me that JMU did not have an engineering program, somehow found a fake website to prove that JMU had no engineering program. And then after I managed to go to like a arts and crafts festival and JMU's engineering program was fucking there. And they were like, yeah, we have one. I'm like, well, how? I don't know how my high school counselor managed to tell me that JMU did not have an engineering program in the first place. He meant Jefferson Memorial University. Probably. I just made that up. What's that movie when somebody made up the fake university? That's the shit they did. Um, I have several. Accepted, and it's one of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Yeah, cool. me too. Okay. I Ask me about my wiener. <laughs> Stupid. Ask me. I remember that. Um, okay. Several points. Several points, and you know your girl gets distracted. Buckle up. All right. So to the point that I was making earlier when I said um, that we talked about, I don't even know how to describe this. The way that white people act in general, I feel like if you're black, you know what I mean? Like just when we be like, oh, that's that white people shit. Um, especially when it comes to stuff that we feel like people know better about, like the hair touching or saying some shit on behalf of black people because you have a black friend and saying I know, uh, or feeling like you can say the N-word because you have black friends. Um, white people know what the fuck they doing. And you're not gonna convince me that 99.9% .9 of white people don't know what the fuck they be doing. It's not that they don't know, it's that they know they're not gonna get challenged and they can feign ignorance. And your response is going to be what, it's gonna be confusion. Like, what the fuck do I do with this? It's wrong. And you feel like they know that they're wrong, but they just, they're showing ignorance or you're giving them the benefit of the, of the doubt because it's what you're taught to do. And I have these conversations with people where they say, well, yeah, you know, some people just don't know better. And I've made that argument a lot myself too, but mm, it's 2021 to 2020, shit, fuck, 2021, okay? It's the year with the two and the one at the end. Y'all fucking know better. You know better. There is no place that is backwoods enough that you don't know what the fuck should come out of your mouth. You have not never ever seen a black person, whether it was on TV, the internet, or in person. There's too much media. There's too much information purposely floating around. You know better. And our problem is that we are so focus on how we're perceived by other people 
and black people need a whole lot we we're good at saying we don't give a fuck but we give a fuck in all the wrong areas black people need a big ass dose of don't give a fuck when it comes to setting boundaries and correcting white people and not doing that shit nicely it's not a nice conversation where you try to get them on your side it's a fuck no you're wrong and the next time you do it I'm backhanding you, I'm punching you in the, th- in, the, in the teeth. And if somebody else does it, I'm fucking cheering for him because you deserve it. You call me the N word, I'm knocking you the fuck out. And I'm gonna tell the police I blacked out. I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't even know if I did it, but if I did, good for me. And if it won't, then good for them. Like, get violent. I was having this conversation. Black people's problem is that we do not unite. It's peace or it's violence. My opinion is that peace doesn't work because my enemy is violent. And it doesn't mean that my first resort is to be violent, but you need to have the potential to be violent with the people that are willing to not see you as a fucking person. (laughs) It's my turn to censor Shelby. The Cage Bird Chronicles is not promoting violence in any way, shape, or form. Of course not. Of course not. (laughs) We are not condoning or encouraging any form of violence in any way, shape, or form. But all I'm saying is my enemy (laughs) is violent and you have to have the potential to do what needs to be done if you have to. That's survival. And it's naive to think that you being peaceful, what that's going to get you is a peaceful meeting with whoever you think your creator is or is not. That's what's going to happen. You're going to be peacefully dead, motherfucker. That's what's going to happen. That's what peace gets you. And Black people need to come to the understanding that you need to be less like Martin Luther King and a whole lot more like motherfucking Malcolm X. Put your hands on these niggas. I'm sorry, these wiggas. Put your hands on people. That was point one. I'll let somebody else go and I'll come back. All right. No, I I 100% agree with you. Again, the Cage Bird Chronicles does not promote or condone violence of any kind. That being said, if violence, if, you know, if bitches throw in hands, throw hands back, you know, and if if necessary, sometimes it is necessary to throw hands. And I'm sorry, but the only language our society speaks is violence. Change almost only ever occurs after some sort of violent action. So for real, for real, at this point, to Shelby's point, they know what they're doing. There's too much information. Even you, even if you just halfway absorb what is on media, like you just so happen to be somewhere and there's a TV on, you know, you know what the fuck is going on. We are in the age of information. I've said it before, I will say it again. In the age of information, ignorance is a choice. So at this point, you know what you're doing. In the case of this girl with blurred con, I I blame her to a certain point, but I mostly blame the costume contest judges. Cause like there's a difference between letting the white girl participate and like letting her be in the contest. Cause like, okay, she's on stage. That's like, okay, she can be there. But to actively choose her in her party city costume as the winner of the costume contest I feel like you did that. You had to do that on purpose. So it's, it's, I feel like we definitely need to, to evaluate what that means. Why not only are we allowing and inviting the palm colored people into black spaces, but we are allowing them to participate um, and not only participate, but spotlighting them in our own spaces. Why are we being so polite to them? We have we had to create a blurred con because we were not able to shine in our in those in the spaces that they've created. So we created our own space just for you to go highlight a white girl. Are you kidding me? Like why? When there are black creators standing right next to her, I, that, that's what I don't understand. Fine, let her be on stage. Let her buy a costume. Let her be on stage. Fine. Cool, I that's fine. But to choose her as the winner, I feel like that says more about the co- the the costume contest judges than it says about the cosplayer herself. Cause like you can be coerced into entering a costume contest. She shouldn't have in her costume for real, for real. But you can be coerced into entering a costume contest. But to win it, you're joking. Go ahead. So I'm really glad you brought up how mediocre she is because 
her cosplay, if that's what we want to call it, was, <laughs> was party so costume. basic. It was so easy. And she didn't even iron the skirt. That's what killed me. Like, it looked like it came straight up out of a package with the creases. It was so mediocre. And I feel like if she were to go enter into any other con, because all cons are white, basically. So if she went to any white Comic-Con, she would not even be in the running. So she went to Blurred Con because she knew that the, uh, look, I'm just going to say it. The black male judges that wanted a crumb of white pussy and validation gave her the crown and made her queen of the Negroes. And she knew what she was doing. A crumb of pussy. I can't with that. (laughs) Knew what she was doing. Like I just the whole thing. It was an inside job or some shit. Like it's there's just no way. There's no way that like this was organic that she just happened to be there that she worked so hard on this that just none of it makes sense to me I just had to to say that to your point okay because I really thought I was the only one that felt like that shit was mediocre as fuck as well I feel like when I saw that picture I was like really and then I saw the other people that were competing against her. They were like, and this, and this, and this. And people had like fucking arms. I don't even know what characters they were, but the shit was outrageous. For reference, then- you guys should see the good, the new girl that they chose as a winner. She fucking deserved it. If you guys yeah. have seen her, yeah, her costumes her are incredible. They're detailed. She makes them by hand. So she deserved the win. Right. And so, and which is why it's so surprising that she was even chosen in the first place. I agree with your crumb of pussy statement. Um, Dana, to your point as well, this is where I'm going to take the opportunity to say, in a way, I blame us. And the reason why I say this, us as a community, is because just because white people want to be involved does not mean that they should be. And they have a nasty ass habit of putting their business in shit that don't belong to them. So for example, I'm just gonna go all the way back to the natural hair movement, which is really irritating because white people took that shit over. And in reality, it wasn't for you, it was never meant for you. It's not something that you have to fight for. Like it's not for you. It's the ability for people like us to wear their hair like this and to go into a goddamn job and be okay. Um, with their natural hair and not have to freaking fry and burn their hair to a crisp. But I digress because that's another that's another thing in, 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 in t- its entirety. But every single time we try something for ourselves, they in some way try to hop on that bandwagon. And some of us are like, yeah, come on, there's plenty of room here on the train, just board the train. And the other half of us are like, no, why can't we have sacred spaces? Why can't we have it's a full. space? The train's full. We right. don't need. Why can't we have a space to ourselves? And to Shelby, your point, you're right. We do need to get, I'm sorry, I know you're about to pop off too. We do need to get on the same page. It's irritating to me that we have things like, okay, um, most of us feel like other people of color and white people included should not be saying the N-word. But then I can't stand it. It pisses me off to no end when I have a white person come up to me and was like, well, my black friend gave me permission. Like my black friend never corrects me on my use of this word. And I'm, you know, I said, I don't like it. For me, my issue is, first of all, that black friend should be escorting you everywhere to speak on your behalf because otherwise they're not your friend and they're going to get you fucked up. I need your personal black representative to please come back and say, yo, you know what? This is not, I let them say this in my presence. And then I can hold your black representative accountable because that's not what we, we voted on. Okay. First and foremost, we didn't vote for this shit. So black cards are for cookouts only. Right. (laughs) Thank you. So I don't want to hear my my, well, my black friend said that I could say this word and then you go use it with other black people like no we need to get on the same page and I don't care if and then I got my ass beat mama I don't know why they beat my ass mama because like, Jody said it was okay don't you give permission 
but then that makes them feel like they can go and say this shit and do this shit in other black spaces like they're not gonna get their ass beat and then they come back to you once they get their ass beat and they're like i don't know why they beat my ass and you just gotta be like well i don't know why either no you fucking know because I gave you, like, that's irresponsible even as a friend, in my opinion. You should be telling your friends, if they're really your friends, to protect them from what somebody else is going to do to them if they do something inappropriate that they don't like. Go ahead. Okay, so to Shelby's point first, because I got a couple points, but to Shelby's point about Black people needing to choose violence. First, don't we always choose violence every day when we try to decide to be petty? So that's that's awesome. But more serious on a serious note, um, when we decide to cross that bridge, if we decide to cross that bridge, obviously the Cagebird Chronicles podcast does not uh, condone violence in any way, shape, or form to anyone that is, you know, all that stuff. Don't don't be don't be pulling your hands up. Ah, you got it already. <laughs> See, you got, so, the, you got the disclaimer down already. Look at that. But when that comes to pass, if that comes to pass, there are a lot of other things that go into it. There's a whole infrastructure that goes into waging those kinds of conflicts. What the fuck? Shelby, what are you saying? I mean, throwing... Throwing bows is great. Throwing bows is great when they're deserved and when they're warranted. But we have to make sure that when we do so, we do so correctly. Correct rules of engagement, correct uh, uh, all kinds of other factors that go into it. So just, I'm not saying I disagree. I'm not saying I agree. I'm just saying be careful, number one. <laughs> and that we don't condone violence of any kind of, uh, yes, beat the ass appropriately. Perfect, perfect, number one. Uh, number two, in terms of the whole blurred con situation and the whole um olympic situation um as we've already seen this is as shelby kind of mentioned a little bit earlier in this podcast this is kind of a resurfacing and a rehashing of the whole marcus garvey wb dubois argument of whether or not we should have assimilation in terms of the culture and you know assimilating into the predominantly white culture of the United States or of to whatever insert Western or even other country here, or if we should have the Marcus Garvey argument, slow called quote unquote back to Africa argument of let's have our own space where we can do our own things, have our own black Wall Streets that won't get firebombed this time, have our own, you know, area that won't get, you know, bombed by the police or what have you. So uh, good job making that connection. Um, I don't have anything else. It's 10 o'clock, so. <laughs> I was just going to say, fuck your white rules. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think Lisha also touched on on that, the whole concept. And I'm not saying, and it's actually a, something that com- that's coming up a little bit more often with millennials. And I find that interesting because it's also kind of a scary thought. But the whole concept of separate but equal. <clears throat> and millennials are like, well, hold on. Like the generations before us, civil rights and all that jazz, fought so hard to get rid of it. Now millennials are actually taking a different a look at it, and we're like, well, hold on, if we could get it right, <laughs> exactly. So millennials are like, well, if we could do it right, though, like, is that really such a bad thing? And genuinely, I don't think it might be because with, okay, because with the way race has been established, particularly in the United States, the way race has been established and the way racism has been perpetuated makes it almost impossible to coexist without some form of violence. Mm -hmm. So would that necessarily be such a bad thing? Maybe we should discuss. There's been no point, real quick, Sydney, there's been no point at which white people have hinted at or pointed towards ever wanting to coexist socially with black people. They have never, ever, ever purposefully tried to integrate with us. <clears throat> Matter of fact, this book that I was holding up that nobody can see because this is, we're not doing video recording, right? Okay, it's, no. No, so, it automatically does it. I just started called The Color of Law, which is, I did not notice this before I bought it, written by a white man, um, but talks about how <clears throat> we argue about things as if, uh, 
you know, the 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 constitutionality of things depends on somebody telling us that it's unconstitutional when arguments like segregation and integration and shit like that it was always unconstitutional we didn't need somebody to tell us this shit is unconstitutional it never should have been done but nothing has ever been done to fix it so at some point we said yeah okay um yeah we're fucking wrong um but then there was no remedy so when we yes, society kind of decided that it was wrong but it was never written out of law right so stuff like housing discrimination where for example in california which is the example that this book the color of law gives in richmond when they were trying to pull people in during world war ii to build ships and shit <clears throat> they were building with what are modern day still projects these concrete ass temporary uh buildings they're not supposed to be permanent housings and yet they still purposely build these projects in the quote unquote inner cities which is the more politically correct term for the shit which i've had families who stayed in these these are not living spaces these are like prison blocks like they're just a little bit bigger that is what i think of when i like when you walk into these homes they're not livable spaces and that's the places that they put black people and then would not give insurance or loans to people if they did not stipulate that black people could not live in these areas white people have purposefully pushed us out of areas while telling us that they wanted us to integrate they don't want us to integrate they want our money to integrate they want our labor to integrate they want our value to integrate without actually having to accept us we don't need white people we don't need them and we would be much better off if we could just agree to stop trying to get the approval of people who have never wanted us to coexist with them at the same point we need to stop saving um, I've said this so many damn times. Please stop saving white people. Like, let them sink their own ships. Let them tear themselves apart. We have this tendency to save a white person. And I don't know where it freaking comes from in our community. We just, It didn't get our ancestors far. We're um, nice people and we have empathy and we care about each other. That's what happens. I know. I understand. But sometimes some people need a taste of their own damn medicine. And I'm a full and uh, formal advocate of uh, you get what you give. So at this point, we need to stop saving them and let Make them sink violence. themselves as they want to. And I'm also going to add, um, Shelby, you're right. Like voluntary segregation, I definitely understand. But it's not like we have we're not still segregated. That's why the whole theory of black on black crime exists anyways because we're already in communities of people who are like us in the first place and they have issues when people who are supposed to be in another community they naturally think where we should be and then we start in invading their spaces their white suburban neighborhoods they have issues with that because you're not supposed to be here you're supposed to be in the hood or you're supposed to be over there in with that the nice other Asian suburb Right. You're supposed to be in the black suburbs. You're supposed to be somewhere else. You're not supposed to be in my white neighborhood. Are you even supposed to be here? Do you even live here? And that's how we end up with the um, home address Karens that are like, you don't even live here. I'm dying for one of those Karens to try me though. Oh my God. It is sad how desperately I want a Karen to try me, but I really do. I really do. I need a reason. I feel like it's going to happen. I feel like it happens to everybody one of these days. My issue is I don't listen and I don't really care. Like I care about the people I care about. I don't really care about what everybody else is saying. So every time a Karen presents themselves to me, I'm ignoring the fuck out of them and doing what I'm supposed to be doing What in my head. And then somebody would be like, hey, you know that person just did whatever Karen-associated behavior. And I'm like, fuck, damn, I missed it. And they're walking out and I'm walking in. Yeah, I miss my Karen moments like all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Here's your wrap up. To wrap it up, keep doing y'all. Keep being the goat. Yes, white people will continue to try to oppress you, but that's why we all need to decide, fuck this shit, revolution. Let's start doing things. And do you all your black versions of everything because you deserve them. Yes. I'm in a black girl garden group and it is like the only reason I get on Facebook now. Please Lit. have it.
always so happy and full what? of just like black women being happy in dirt and soil and doing shit Leave and talking about their them growing their their herbs and shit for witchcraft and like just doing they goddamn thing and it's such a happy place it's like you can go on facebook and be stressed out or you can go to the black girls garden group on facebook and like have a wonderful day and everybody deserves that shit. Like white people walk around fa la 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 and, and shit all day long. Like they don't have a problem in the world because they fucking don't. And we deserve that too. Have your black space, period, poo. <laughs> <laughs>